My name is Marcellus Bowles. On this podcast, I feel like on this podcast, I would like to talk about gaming revolution with my producer, Net, and myself. My degree actually is in cybersecurity and the advancement of technology. Net? I'm Antoinette, and I'm going to get my degree in music production. That's amazing. As far as music production is concerned, how do you feel like music production since the streaming of Guitar Hero has changed or has done anything with the music industry? I have not a clue. I guess they use that skill that they pick up from playing on key to translate that somehow into actually using musical instruments. That's amazing. I think the same thing. So as I've watched the revolution of gaming, seeing that I was a game connoisseur, I went from Diablo, which basically came from a Dungeons Dragons board game to as far as, I don't know if you ever know, like people know about Sega Genesis or as far as Nintendo 64. Yep. But in these type of game settings, they were pretty much hardwired connected to the actual console, not wireless. And as well as they were spawning off worldly just adventures such as like World of Zelda and how now we have Apex or how we have World of Warcraft was one of my favorite PC games, which got me really into technology. And games like these with open realms definitely inspired such technology, at least I feel like inspired technologies that I look into now, which is something like AI forms, like artificial intelligence, when the game automatically is able to just boost your experience up so you don't have to sit there. And I don't know if anyone remembers this game called RoomScape, but if you wanted to level up in RoomScape, you had to sit there and take all your ore, everything you've got, hopefully you don't die, and take it in town to actually level up. Whereas games now, when you acquire the actual things that you need, you actually level up either there with the experience, and then when you take your new treasures to the marketplace, you're able to boost your level up or blacksmithing off of right then and there. And from what I've noticed, had a lot to deal with when it came from memory storage. Memory storage was the hardest thing to battle in game consumption, gaming consumption, as far as the revolution of understanding gaming and the way that it affected IT is now we had to realize that running off of one processor wasn't enough. So then we had these days called dual RAM drives, which yeah. expanded. Do you know about dual RAM? I, I had that on my computer. Okay. Yes. So you see how gaming actually influenced the technology era. Yeah. So I felt the gaming revolution didn't just tell people that, you know, you're not going to be nothing because you want to be a gamer or beta, beta tester. What really it increased. Yes. I think it wasn't that. It's that they, the people's parents didn't know that that was an actual job that these kids were doing. Because as I saw it, my brother was just a gamer. And he used to love uh, playing playing those fighter jet games. And he turned out to go to the army. Okay, that is very. Be showing showing them what they want to be in the future as well. A hundred percent. Like I agree. And then I just never realized the influence until I got a little older after joining Full Cell. And when they started talking about 
yes. Psychology, okay? Yes. Yes. That's when and everything started connecting. A hundred percent. That's when my brain was like, oh yes, this makes sense. So I really found that to be a fascinating topic when we talk about the revolution of just gaming itself. Now, as we're going into the next concept of just streaming though, streaming put a loop in things for me. Uh, I don't know if you have ever thought about this concept, but back when you're playing the Pokemon Go, the GoPros or that Pokemon Go, or look, <laughs> listen, will let you go in the middle of the road and get sucked by a car. That was <laughs> so irresponsible. But it also helped mapping. It also helped out understanding, you know, your surrounding, but satellite I like, recognitioning. I feel like that's part of your degree where you. Because they have to say that, oh, this Pokemon is only available at this time of night on this back road in somebody's backyard. Like, they're getting information from this phone and they have to use that data to either improve the game or do something in the game. So uh, so is it, is it a question of security when we're, we're making certain games like that? I feel in the sense of, I know we weren't really, this is not our subject matter, but virtual reality is a form of streaming. It is. It is a form of streaming. It is. And with that, we have ventured into a whole nother segment of as far as, as far as virtual reality is concerned. And virtual reality is also what we use as Google Maps. When we sit there and use a satellite recognitioning for the area when you have those three different levels you can pick on Google Maps, whether it is traditional style map, uh, landscape map, or satellite image mapetry, when you use a satellite image mapetry, that mm -hmm. is virtual reality. With that technology and with that form of streaming, virtual reality games, were they considered dangerous because people were walking into their walls while playing their game? <laughs> or was it considered a form of playful negligence? Playful negligence is something where not the operator nor the creator can really fall under as purposefully trying something or purposefully forcefully trying to harm someone this information and, and yeah and the injuries are way less uh sufficient and significant to the actual person itself so when you are playing go like gopro and stuff when you're using this type of when using this type of application then you obviously know when you're walking to a street to look both ways well that's even though you are in the street started, they have that disclaimer and they make sure they make that make it big enough so that you can see it now my next concept on streaming is as far as youtube streaming when they stream games that they're playing and when it comes to actually adventurous games where I don't know if you ever played the Game Boy games on Pokemon. Yeah, I played that on uh, Game Boy Color. Right. Okay. Or the SD model. like Game or, Boy or the regular Game Boy, the Fatback. Okay. Thank you. Right. Exactly. So when you're doing these type of adventurous games, these games, when you use streaming, it cheat codes you into finding where... You can find certain creatures, certain gyms, how to level up quicker. Is that considered cheating in streaming? I would say we had the same tools. We had the same idea of a tool that they used. We just had to find it a little harder. We had to go through strategy books and we had to pay for that. Facts, 100% facts. 
so we had a cheat code too i will give you that in my retrospect though when it comes to the way i learned as far as gaming is concerned i'm a visual learner so i pick up information very quickly yeah. not just through visual or through task a lot of gamers have been known in the four categories of studying to have been visual and the one where it differentiates is people who played Yu-Gi-Oh cards are the kinetic learners as well as doing the task with the visual mm -hmm. gaming or the people who do audio which listens to the storyline i don't know if you've ever heard of this game called fable fable had was one like the very first other than i heard of zelda zelda well zelda goes womp, 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 womp. And you I read it. read the prompts real fast before it went away. <laughs> well, <laughs> Fable and Final Fantasy corrected that. Final Fantasy and Fable were one of the few games that started coming out on, on PC. Final Fantasy was that game on PlayStation. And whenever I think of PlayStation games, I just think of something that's way more advanced than it should be at the time. Because, like, even now, like, with the PlayStations, the games look like they're real people like us, but it's not. That's how close they're getting it to be. And it's like really scary sometimes. Sometimes I got to stare at the TV and say, is that a real person or is it a... a An AI. Yeah. And that is, that's one of the things that are a leading concern in my industry as far as cyber risk is AIs and their capabilities in involving itself in as far as like automating itself into your computer or your cell phone. Cause now I catch myself playing Diablo on my iPad and Diablo is really fun for me. And then I, the fun part is that I can set on audio mode when I teleport quickly, that again deals with space and stuff, but the AI, and I don't know if you ever played Call of Duty, but you, I've heard of it and like I know so, to go around and fight people and you have like missions and things like that. Yeah. Call of Duty. Which was which is the one where uh he's really old and I think he had like an eye patch on his eye. Modern Warfare? That's the this it's it's the second to last generation of Call of Duty that just came out. It might be that one then. I, I believe it's I Modern Warfare. I just I just seen I just seen like my brother playing it and like there's an actual story that goes to the killing. So they, they really think that they got to do this. <laughs> so I feel that Modern Warfare was a really big, I, like iconic thing in the gaming industry because it was able to synchronize AI's computers mixed in with actual multiverse players and including different realms because the way i i i ai's actually work is they have to be on an open net if it's not an open net then it is a computerized programming a cp now the computerized programming would be something when you would do i don't know if you ever played mario karts but in mario yeah. karts when you race the computer that is a computerized programming yeah All so Nintendos, but this was considered a competition, not just computerized programming, as in the mushroom pops up in the middle of the floor or playing Luigi when the synchronized chain comes out and grabs you. Not Mario, when you're playing Mario or the coins are just there. It's not that. It's also when you're versing yourself against a computer that runs scenarios. These back knowledges actually 
was able to help influence artificial intelligence. And these things are independent movements in games that are based off of how you move, not how it is synchronized into it. It's not the arcade when you played Street Fighter 3 and right stick, right stick, up analog, the computer <laughs> couldn't calculate because you learned how it moves. Now it's right stick, right stick, analog. This is now Mortal Kombat 10 and we're playing it on the PS4 and it learns your moves and throws in a special or grapples yeah. you and slams you down. So as I'm playing games and the revolution of gaming, it has had a huge impact on just not just my industry or other people's industry, but as well as my life too, and especially how I consume technology, especially when it comes to on a streaming level versus it being a recording or whether it be a live scenario, which is considered virtual reality, how I use my Google Maps, because TomTom Tom did not operate how Google Maps operates now. No, it did not. Recalculate what? <laughs> <laughs> I really feel like that that Pokemon Go had a lot of influence on that. It was a lot less money for Google to spend either. Like now I don't see so many Google cars run around with a whole satellite on top of a hybrid. <laughs> a little off topic. These things were getting our information freely and it's the information that they want to sell. That's why we get these things for free all the time. It's because they want to sell our information. So dealing that that touches base with with uh, with my industry as far as cyber risk. And in class today, we did cover that as far as one of the articles that I had touched base on, which was data, which was so data risk goes in three different categories. It goes with network connection. Uh -huh. It goes with Wi-Fi connection. So network, not just being you. Which just one is infrastructure? Pardon? What is data infrastructure then? What's that one? Cybersecurity. No, what is data infrastructure? What is that? Like what's as the difference? The difference in the different risk categories that I mentioned as far as networking connection and Wi-Fi connection? No, just what is data infrastructure? Data infrastructure. So data infrastructure deals with anything that deals with a network. Data infrastructure deals with networks. So whether it is a router or whether it is a communication system set up within a company. Okay. So it could be your company landline. I don't know. Or it could be the company computer per se. But data infrastructure deals with cloud. Cloud is what a lot of our companies, especially since COVID, has increased about a 31% in 2023. That was the last statistic done. So 31% of data infrastructure has increased. Okay. So when you look as far as streaming is concerned, as far as gaming has infrastructured the IT world, it has racked everywhere. So when you talk about data industry, data industry 
deals with predominantly cloud-based information, but it still touches base with networks like your router or in the sense of your connection amongst the office when you're using a conference call or when you have cell phones inside of an office. That's still considered data industry because it's considered a network that can be closed-based. And a lot of companies don't know how they want to utilize. So my research during this course, they didn't know how to utilize whether closed circuitry network, which limits you, or how to better protect cloud-based data Mm -hmm. from AI, uh, malware, spamware, and uh, Trojans, Trojan viruses. All these things can affect your cloud, which then affects your data connection, which then also affects your, in streaming or gaming standpoints, you, what they call lag a lot, lagging. Mm-hmm. Yes. I hate it when my kids say lagging. Yeah, yeah don't be a noob. It's <laughs> lagging. Leave me alone. <laughs> Y'all ain't paying for it, so calm down. Yeah, they ain't paying for it, but someone's also living off your payments that ain't in your house. That's the crazy part. Mm-hmm. Like back in the day, they used to call it splicing. When you have a spliced wire and you sat there yeah. connected to your neighbor's electricity. Yep. Be like, wait a minute, how did my electricity jump? Stealing, the stealing internet. Right. So this is <laughs> this is uh, called cyber. Well, cyber risk. That that is my industry gears towards. Yes, I am a gamer, and I do enjoy a good streaming now and then. Like when I remember. When virtual reality was coming out and I had beta tested the Star Trek game and I beta tested the this four story version game. So basically you're in virtual reality. What did you say four story? It's like Toy Story. It's basically oh, you use oh. a bunch of weapons and you try to hit a target. So it's it's I got you. Yes. Yeah, it's it's it, the way the targeting worked though was pretty much like a huge game of claw. It was so it was so bad. It was it the it, the accuracy was off. Like you had to like move over a half an inch over to actually grab the thing that you wanted on the virtual reality, knowing that you're I'm very hand-eye coordinated. So what you're saying is it wasn't developed enough for for launch. Correct. This is when they beta tested it. But they got the data and used that data to improve it. Yes, yes. And someone like myself, I'm not, uh, let's say, the best Dragon Ball Z beta tester for games. But when it comes to hand-eye coordinated games, like the Wii Flex, and uh, I don't know if you remember, like, Wii Workout? Yes, I do. That was that beta test as far as for that type of software worked better with athletes when it came to the archery skateboarding we work out these work better with athletes personal trainers the mirror that you see the workout mirror came from technology such as that so these things were not necessarily people that they saw themselves as beta testers but in this case in this category when you want to talk about gaming and streaming revolution, that actually does fit a category of me seeing that I was brought up in the gaming era as far as leaving from arcades to Nintendo 64 to Nintendo Supreme to 
Game Boy, Game Boy SD, the Switch, all the way up to Nintendo, the Xbox 360 Connect to Xbox. I like X or some foolishness or one or some ridiculousness. They can't even go in order. Damn you, Microsoft. <laughs> I don't even know what order they go in. Well, the funny part is, is that America finally bought the rights to actually be able to manufacture their own chips because the creator of PlayStation was from Japan. Okay. So the microchips. That. So uh, I find it funny that we gaming just doesn't hold a red, white, or blue, or a left, right, and this type of flag or entourage have at you. It actually plays homage to just the international connection we have amongst everyone else. Because PlayStation was predominantly invented in Japan. And mm -hmm. we had just recently in the early 2000s bought the rights to manufacture trips, like chips and development of PlayStation mm -hmm. games in America while using still their basic mainframe. Yeah. So that's like a funny little stupid game thing that you might think of, have at you. But ever since data industry has popped up in the gaming world it was ever since games left arcades but mm. as far as games and just data industry itself has started it actually ever since it left the hands of the military that is when data industry began because they were based off closed circuitry network basically still stuck on at that time in the 1960s or whatever, they were still pretty much dealing with 110011, stop, go, binary. stop, stop, Moist code, binary oh, code. Moist code, no. That was, that was it. You get a simple one-digit, two-digit multiplication number. That computer took up a whole classroom. Yes, yes, those things were huge. They and they came in weighing by the tons. Yes, yes. That if you ever saw that movie, I don't care if I had the money to buy it. No, thank you. You you're <laughs> taking up shoe space right now. Okay, <laughs> but look now now have at you. You'd have a relic that's twenty thousand dollars plus because no one has it. You couldn't buy I it. Got their car. <laughs> and you back know, in those days, I could have got more than one. You could have, but also. Not question yourself would you have been part of the dot com no that no <laughs> not part of dot com at all not even the not even the 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 end of your your files nope not even the pfds or, or no. pdfs no oh my gosh basic doc <laughs> no we are not not even an rtf no thank you no thank you look those were those were extremely worse than a floppy disk no. <laughs> <laughs> so it's what we're not going to do is go back to that big old zip file well how do you feel about you know when it comes to thinking about music how but you know your industry you had eight tracks i was on nintendo 64 blowing out the carts my grandfather still has records in his house. 
<laughs> just now got a, 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 a converter to, to come to the newer age because he had this thing where he said the records just play the music more on point than if it's digitized. No. Like, I feel like it's real music when he's playing it. I'm like, we done digital remastered that and make it sound way more clean than when you heard it in person. Wow, that is not... That's not accurate. That's not accurate at all. They got all the static, static. I understand where he's coming from because every noise contributes to the song. And like those records would have noise and static. Yes. <laughs> you see him put it when he's about to start it. That <laughs> where you put it. Do you remember the alcohol swab on the whole gaming console that you had to do on your disc? Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. I also remember when we had the cartridges putting into Nintendo 64, all we had to do was blow it and it would go. But now, like with the scratch and the disc, I see where he is, where he gets the concept. No, let me tell you about PlayStation problems. GTA 1. The most glitchiest. The most glitchiest game I've ever played. You'd be like, this time I'm going to get past the start screen and I'm going to be able to go down the block. No, nope, the thing completely freezes and you got to reset the whole damn thing. <laughs> I hated it. I was like, I know it's a good game until you you, you, you interact with the glitch. Yes. The, gl the glitch and not even a scratch. So you couldn't buy the SD cards, the mem the little SD cards that you sit there and use the memory chips. The you never bought those. I did. I had to buy them. Extended clip memory cards. I couldn't with the small ones. We we was hard gamers back then. We had oh. the fat memory card, not the one that's straight out. Nope, it had a fat back. <laughs> it had a hump in the back. Cheese and rice. <laughs> this is true. This, but the gaming revolution has definitely had marketed new products and technology as far as just from junk drives to RAM drives to dual processors to as as, as far as virtual streaming is concerned. And as a consumer and as well as a future, I guess, innovator, developer, however you want to look at it, or just protector, when I see these type of things, I I I grow worrisome, but at the same time, I'm excited. But one of the things that I read in an article lately was passwords and stuff. And I was like, wow, because like you said earlier, when it comes to gaming, um, we don't really have passwords on our games, but it leaves an open network for obviously when we engage into the game, it opens up the network as far as coding is concerned. So it opens it up to whatever is out there. And the biggest problem that i found so thus far with playstation 5 and 4 was the fact of the lagging but that was because if someone was trying to hack your information whatever your open defense. internet connection excuse me did it, did it put up a defense before you went that's why it was lagging no the firewall is not understand that firewall doesn't kick in quickly and then when it does mm -hmm. it lags the game oh so that is that is something i realized in the gaming revolution so my my future prediction is that the gaming revolution is also going to affect on how we 
protect our open networks when it comes to connecting to Wi-Fi, when it comes to our actual devices, connecting to open Wi-Fi's like at a Starbucks versus us closing out the networks and being like, you have to have this password, be part of this store, where a lot of these stores don't like to have that enclosed um, network, but also because when their merchandisers come in, they use a lot of digital based technology to allow them to scan in products and stuff. Those little scanners, they're remotely connected to the Wi-Fi that allows to update into the system at a warehouse. I know that was a lot of information, but let's boil it down to when you go into a city and you want to connect to the city's Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. So game streaming on the PS5 and the PS4 allows us to have a more adaptable firewall that allows an open network but still could still contain and protect your private information. When we look at the game streaming revolution, it brings up a lot of questions, but it also leaves a lot of room for innovation when it comes to technology itself. This is why as a gamer, I decided to go more towards cybersecurity, but still I have my, my I guess, blue stripes or whatever stripes that you have at you towards playing games where I don't play a game like a noob, but I also understand the risk and the data risk, it comes behind it. And these are rising questions in the industry that you know you don't really hear about in the mainstream because one, they don't wanna worry their consumers. But two, when you're sitting there and you're starting a whole new trend, a lifestyle trend when it comes to live streaming, streaming, things like that, Pokemon Go, when you have your actual network or, or data information or data industry opened up from your Palm Pilot. I'm kidding. It's not Palm Pilot. It's a cell phone. Oh, from your cell phone. Not Mary. <laughs> yes, yes. When you hear the and the three little dial-ups come up and you see the AOL man running like this. Like, oh, so when you're when you're doing with this dealing with this there's a lot of concern with the gaming revolution world as far as being able to protect the consumer with that being said though do you feel safe playing <laughs> certain games when you understand that risk i would understand that risk just um for the most part people they they're they're gonna want to play the game because they see all their friends playing it and like, unless if there's a leak online that says it and comes in my inbox, I wouldn't know. I would just play the game. If I didn't get any information about it, being it could be at risk, I'm still going to play the game because everything's going to hack everything. That's why, like, if you're going online, you could play in an incognito mode if you want. But <laughs> you could also put up, uh, people have virus protection on their computer. To help them protect from that, the virus protector will catch it before it gets worse and tries to self-contain it. So, well, a virus protector is meant for a virus protect. A virus protector is built for things considered like Trojan horses. Malware yeah. is something where it is an email or a notification or a message that is sent on a message board that that troubleshoots and bypasses the actual firewall but so even the issue we're having now but even on those websites 
before you even get on certain websites like that where if google finds that it can have an issue it'll tell you before it'll give you this prompt you can't go until you select one of these options say this was was known for having malicious uh activity we're warning you you may may not want to go to this website because it's dangerous and they may steal your information which is letting you know and then you hit proceed anyways that's on you well that's true that's but this is why um in my industry right now especially as a gamer why we're having such a controversy between closed network playing where it literally the game setting does not access too much of the memory mainframe in your cloud and therefore it's an isolated event which you can just delete the email or delete the because ransomware is it, it's configured to to go through your actual device but it's home base and when it has to leave with the information has to go back through that actual letterhead has to go through the email I always thought closed network would be like, oh, this will be on this server. So like only these people can get on this server. And if they don't have the password to it, you can't get on that server at all. And if you're not a, if you don't have a profile network would kind of be like, yes, even that, though you're not on the same Ethernet line, you're, you're on the same um, network. Ether. Ethernet? Yes. <laughs> we went to Ether. You know, it's a direct cord that goes into. I know that's what I'm saying. Even though you're not on the Ethernet, you're still you still can be on the same network. Well, there's Wi-Fi now. We have we we passed Ethernet a little while ago. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, Wi-Fi. But like usually when you have Wi-Fi, you still have it connected into the internet. It's not. They don't have it just where it's just Wi-Fi. You're playing off of your your Google. If you have the password to this router, and then you allow three people on it, and nobody else. From the outer world will be able to come in on this because they don't have the phone number to this or some foolishness like as as a gamer though you're limited and when you're playing games like pokemon go or these open realms when you're playing these type of games you'd still like the fluidity of being able to adventure out it gets you it the, the point of these games is to get you outside the point of these games is not to sit you at a console yeah, you outside <laughs> People like or the new one. Get me outside myself. If you new generation games are the older generation games. Leave it to Beaver. I will stay inside all day. If you between my homework, sleeping, and gaming. Yeah, you're gonna stay inside with these games. You're not going outside. Between that TikTok TikTok is the most adventurous one because they want a different background setting. (laughs) That's why they go outside okay let's be real let's be honest this is why uh, no the outside is for two seconds just to make it seem like they're doing something did you see the you see what they can do with TikTok? they can do the reverse camera this lady asks this guy for his sandwich and she played it back on the internet backwards so it looked like she was giving him the sandwich <laughs> she took that man's sandwich and he looking crazy <laughs> oh that's beautiful though but that's two seconds and that was it and that's where she said oh i was outside all day and take a picture lies lies for two seconds well that is just 
that is that is that is media in its consumption as a whole. But as far as a gamer revolutionary is concerned, I have my concerns when it comes to streaming and stuff, only because of the open networking that it involves itself. And then when you run into hacking, it's how do you protect it? But it's not necessarily how you protect it with the firewall and all that, because it, it is it's everything's a revolution. It is it is a solving matter. But we are basically in the Romeo and Juliet times right now. Like everyone says this weird, this, that, a third, Mercury done reached its whatever. Someone rolled a 12 fighting a dragon. Mm -hmm. It's not how we can protect our personal information that's on our, our computers and things like that. Now we have avatars to help kind of dilute that information so that way you're able to spawn yourself in a differently in the program setting so that way it's not so much personal information with your whole name like as if you're you're chiming into facebook but facebook as far as like someone who plays facebook farm or whatever have mm -hmm. at you like the new sims it still opens up our network and with these type of codings and stuff this it's it's basically gaming has allowed us to funfully figure out how to negate future problems. And that is why I feel like game revolution, gaming revolution from virtual reality to consoles to live streaming and although I still feel like streaming recorded is cheating because you basically <laughs> look how someone else goes through it. But that's my personal opinion. It, it depends it's on what kind of defense you're on. You <laughs> may be there just to see a show. The eight track was bad like you don't want to play yourself, you just want to watch somebody else play it. No, no, that is you just want to watch someone else play it. That's that's it's like going to a concert. You're going to watch somebody sing a song and you got it on CD anyway, so you could just go listen to it whenever you want to or stream it on YouTube. That's a good concept. I I I mean, I feel you on that concept a bunch of different ways. But as a pure gamer, you cannot call yourself a gamer. If you're trying to watch other people stream on how do you know how you learn Apex? You know how you learn Apex? You go in there and you get beat up a few times. Now you can't say gamers can't watch other people stream. Now if you're a gamer and you want to go against another gamer, you can be watching their their moves just like a sport. You could be watching how they play, what they like to do. They like to hook left. They like to hook the left and make a make a surprise entry from the right. You never know. Like, it's still informational. This is true. This is true. I guess just as a beta tester in previous things, I find it as like, what? So when you when you sit there and play games, like, I was never more into Modern Warfare, although I much liked it. I also found it very fun to play games like Uncharted. I don't know if you've ever heard of Uncharted, but Uncharted. Yeah, because because of the movie. Like, I knew about it. I just didn't know the story behind it. Ah, yes. So, Uncharted is pretty much, if you don't know about it, it is a... Are they up to 4 now? Pardon? Are they up to Uncharted 4 now? Or something no. Like they haven't got to Uncharted 4 yet. And I really would hope, if they're listening, they would put it in virtual reality. But <laughs> that's that's my next console that I do. <laughs> Uh, it would have been nice if we had video and then we showed one of those um, oopsies. 
from virtual <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he jumped. We were playing oh, on the TV, and then all of a sudden, he went like this and just whacked the crap out of the TV. Now we don't have a TV to watch anymore. <laughs> no. Uncharted is more like you jump over a cliff, and then you found out that the chair was in front of you. <laughs> Uncharted is like you snuck around a vine and then you're like, oh snap, let me shoot the snake. And then you pop your hand up and you snuck the, the, the light lamp down because your hand shot up in the air. Oh my gosh. That's that's Uncharted. Uncharted is it's really I like the adventurous part because one thing I always say as a as a race, we we forget about our voyage, our our exploring. And that is one thing that gaming has allowed us to do. And it's even brought back industries such as just astronomy, not just astronomy. Uh, I meant to say more along the line, astrology. Astrology? Astrology. When we're studying stars. Pardon? The metaverse. Yes. Well, we have all these rovers and collected data and pictures of the galaxy outside of Orion's belt and and just beyond more than just what we can see in, on the Earth's surface of just collection of stars. So with that, you want to interject this into the into the minds of people around here because that's how you inspire not just innovation, but that is also how you get a good concept of, okay, well... We need to boost this industry back up and we need people who are willing to study this. And the best way to get someone interested in it is play a game. When you're a kid, what you learn, how to count. You grab some fruit, you cut the fruit up. Oh, it's two. Oh, cut it again. This is four. You played a game. It's it, it. Therefore, that type of spawn that is coming from gaming revolution just allows creativity, but understanding facts. So... In this segment, the gaming revolution is something that is here to stay and will not just inspire game developers, game researchers, and designers, but it also increases a market, but allows us to experience more of technological advances when it comes to protection and as well as consumer resources. And that is why I feel like the gaming revolution is here to stay and is not considered a, a buoyant job or considered not a job at all. It is very useful, especially in innovation. With that being said, brain after teaser. all these facts, for the brain teaser that you wanted to talk about, what do you feel? Brain teaser for me is, is game streaming is virtual reality going to revolutionize technology or is it just going to go away and that's it for this week we hope to see you next week have a nice one you too good night good night bye-bye